0: Welcome, jumpmasters and squaddies alike, to Kings Canyon Radio. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if you are searching for me across the interwebs. And we're back again with another fine episode. This is the third time that I'm actually recording this particular episode. And that's because I was unhappy with the first two. So I've gone in, I've changed some of the show notes. We're going to be doing something slightly different than what I was originally planning to do in that episode. And this is going to be a Season 5 review, kind of, so far. There are some elements that I've yet to play with Season 5, and that is particularly the quest mode that we've got going on here. I haven't actually checked out the first mission because it's not actually currently live. I've got enough treasure packs to do it. However, there is a time gate on it. You can only do it on a specific date. From there, you can then start doing the mission. I don't know why. Maybe it's due to spoilers and they don't want it being spoiled for other people. But yes, I have yet to do that. So I'm not going to have my opinions on that. However, I am going to do a week by week opinion on... On this podcast feed discussing those particular quests as they each and every come on each and every one. I don't know what I'm on about, but that rhymed and I liked it very much indeed. Yes, I most certainly did. So let's get into the season five review, shall we? Let's talk about some things that I like, some things I dislike and some things that I'm like, eh. I don't really understand. But let's start things off with something good that I like, and that is the new legend, Loba. I absolutely love Loba. I don't think she's overly powerful. I don't think she's underpowered either. I think she's right smack bang there in the middle. She's Okay, She's not the best legend on the squads. However, she is still a very interesting character to play. And I think she makes squad play very interesting. Indeed, she does make things a little bit more selfish. But also that can be used as a team aspect as well with the black market. It is a bit of a shame that you can only grab two items from that black market. I would have kind of liked to see it go up just maybe another one, maybe three items. But trying to get ammo and then maybe get a mag and then maybe get a sight would be nice but I'm not able to do that you've got to kind of pick what you want and what you don't want if you're desperate for ammo you might need to take up one of those slots with ammo and and then take up another slot then with an extended mag, for example. That is kind of how I feel on that front. I am a little bit iffy, but like I said, she's a great legend, worth checking out, worth playing, definitely. I think the whole Burglar's Best Friend tactical jump drive bracelet is pretty amazing. I like that very much indeed. It can get you into some troublesome fight, but it can also get you out of troublesome fights. It can put you in a better position. I also do like her passive, which is Eye for Quality, which lets you see nearby epic and legendary and I think that's very nicely indeed. So I do like Luba. She's one of my favorite parts of this entire season update. Then we've got the map changes, which again, there's only so much you can polish a turd. In my opinion, the map King's Canyon is extremely outdated and it's not as balanced as World's Edge in my personal opinion. I'm a World's Edge player. I prefer that. That is just my go-to. I think that map is sublimely designed. I think it's done very, very well. It gives lots of different variations on how to play the game where I think Kings Canyon there is very limited places that you can drop there are good drop locations and I think the player base obviously knows that and with Skulltown and Thunderdome being completely nuked from the map and having this new salvage area on the Broken Coast I think it is going to be kind of one of those places that we can drop but instead of having say five great places that you can drop that included Thunderdome and Skulltown you now ...only have four good places to drop... ...which means more teams are dropping there... ...which means more gunfights... ...which means more third parties... ...and I just find that awfully frustrating. I find that very unfun indeed... ...and the way I see Kings Canyon play out most of the time... ...it goes one of two ways... ...you either drop into a big amount of teams... ...and you get into lots of fights... Or you spend most of the game just running around, picking up loot, maybe getting in a fight here or there, and then just getting towards the end and getting into a big fight, and then either winning or losing those fights, where I find World's Edge having more consistent fights throughout a game. That's just my personal opinion on that front, though. Obviously, you can have your opinion too, but in my opinion, Kings Canyon is the worst of the maps I do like the new capacitor area though there's a new area near Singh's lab that joins in I like the fact that they join in one another and are connected and interconnected in some form so I do like them however it's King's Canyon there's only so much you can polish a turd So as you can probably tell, I cannot wait for that map rotation to return in about 10 days or so. I'm pretty excited for that. Then there's the charge towers. I think these are a fantastic mix. I think they're awesome. They grant you a full ultimate charge for any legend, whatever you're playing. However, I will say there is a very... Troll thing you can do on this and be very toxic to other players, and that is if you've got a teammate that is getting a charge, you can actually punch them off the charge, and it will stop them basically. And they can do it back to you, and you can just do it back and forth. I actually did this in a fight with someone. This is how I found this out: is there was a loba trying to get the charge. However, I was a lifeline, and this loba was getting extremely close to their ultimate, and I was actually not anywhere near. So I was trying to get this charge, and we were fighting back and forth, kept punching each other. I initially won that because they kind of backed off and got bored very quickly in comparison to me, but you can punch your teammates off the charge towers, so I will tell you that right now. Then I've got season quests, which, again, I can't discuss because you can't access them right now. For some reason, they decided to put multiple gates on ...on these missions, and it kind of makes the treasure packs redundant. So you have to collect five treasure packs to do these missions. However, you have to wait the full week to actually play the mission itself. So you've got that week, you've got to wait, and then you've got to get the five treasure packs. I understand kind of what they're doing it for... ...because obviously they're trying to make sure everybody gets to play the story at the same time... ...and you all get the same lore. However... I don't like the implementation of the treasure packs because they seem pointless in my opinion. Why not just have those missions unlock after the week and let all the players play them and let people be able to jump in and out rather than having people constantly trying to come back to your game on a daily basis to get a treasure pack to at least play a game or two to get one. Treasure packs are readily available which is very good indeed but I do find it very frustrating because it seems like they are pretty much pointless. They are pretty much pointless but you can unlock a new treasure pack every day at 6pm BST that's the UK time I don't know about the other times because I don't live in them I live in the UKs and that's where I know of the times then there's the season tab I like the season tab very much indeed I think it's cool you got battle pass 5 which is meh not really a fan and and then you have the store bundles, which again, they aren't really worth your investment. The 3,000 coins they cost is not worth it because you don't really necessarily get anything that you want from those bundles. Unless there's really a good bundle where you get some really cool stuff in there, I can't really see them being worth anybody's time to buy because if you're only going to enjoy two of the four items, it's not really worth it in my opinion. Then you've got the conditional legend chatter, which I like very much indeed. I like lore. I'm a big lore guy, so more lore just gets me very excited indeed. I like me some lore. I am a lore guy if you cannot tell. The next thing I want to discuss is the legend updates. Let's talk about Mirage. This again, is my favorite part of this update. That's one thing I think Respawn Entertainment absolutely nails, and that is their Legends. I don't know why, but they do a great job at buffing and nerfing Legends. However, I think they do a rubbish job on weapon meta. I think they are trying to do things to force certain weapons to get used more and more and more, and that does frustrate me a little bit, because rather than making a weapon stronger or making it more interesting, they choose to do a somewhat lazier route i don't want to say lazy because game development i know is a very difficult thing to do however i do have some strong opinions about the weapon changes in this update as well as previous updates having weapon changes that just seem for the sake of it. But let's talk about Legends first. Mirage, I love his new abilities. I love the Psycho ability where you can now control your decoys and make them do whatever motion you're doing. I think that's going to be very interesting and it's going to make some really cool changes to the way you play the game if you're a Mirage player. There's also his ultimate, which is very similar to Emergency Dance Party from the Dummies Big Day event. It does the exact same thing. I like that one very much indeed. And then his passive, which I think is the best change out of all of these changes known as Now You See Me, it basically makes you invisible on reviving a teammate or if you're using a respawn beacon, which is very, very useful, especially in tough gunfights where there's multiple teams and you need to get your teammate up to try and win out that fight. I think this new passive is a staple on any team I think Mirage is fantastic now and I definitely think he's going to be one of the top three legends to be using right now I think if you use him with a more chunky player like a Gibraltar or a Caustic and then have something along the lines of a Bangalore and have per se get the Bangalore to smoke you so you're invisible and you're in smoke I think it's going to be a hell of a good time there and I think you're going to have some really cool different innovative ways in which this will interconnect with team play and i can't wait to kind of mess around and play with this myself because i like mirage very muchly. indeed he's not my favorite character i like wraith personally as my main and i also use caustic but i do like these new changes to mirage other than that his bamboozle line will also now be triggered when somebody actually gets bamboozled so when an enemy gets the bam to the boozle then it will basically go off and then you'll know okay that's kind of an indicator which again is another good thing. The other changes that I really like out of this patch is the changes to Gibraltar. I think this is something that was needed indeed. I think he needed the nerf a derf He needed to get that done to his dome shield because it was way too powerful in my opinion. I do like the increased lifeline bin ratio too however I'm not a fan of the knockdown shields being taken out of that secret compartment area. That's not my personal opinion and I also absolutely love ...of the changes to Caustic, or shall I say... ...the reverting changes that happened to Caustic prior... ...and now we're going back to... Season 2 or 3, whatever it was, where friendly gas will no longer affect teammates. It will no longer slow them down in any form. And it will no longer trigger from the other side of a door. So you can now use the traps to block doors again. Which makes me very excited because I love Caustic. And I love doing those blockage of the doors. And it makes me have a fun time indeed. I do feel bad though if you're a Pathfinder player because you have been nerfed significantly significantly. ...into the ground... ...so Pathfinder is going to see a little less play now... ...and it's going to be very sad indeed... But what are you going to do? I like Pathfinder. I think he's a very good mobility character for moving your team about. And now we're not going to be getting to do that as much as possible. But you still get your zip, I suppose. But the whole point of Pathfinder is he zip, He can zip and bounce around the map. And now he can't do that as much, which is very sad indeed. On to the most controversial, in my opinion, changes. And that is the weapon and loot updates. First off, the Mastiff has now become a st- ...staple within the game. They've removed the Peacekeeper and made it a gold weapon. However, the Mastiff is still inconsistent as can be so it's not worth picking up in comparison to other weapons so the Mastiff is still trash in my opinion I'm still going to use it now and then if I have to but I'm not really a fan of the Mastiff the Peacekeeper becoming a gold weapon makes a hell of a lot of sense on paper but I really don't like it because I felt the Peacekeeper was a core weapon it's like as if they took the R99 and put that in the loot boxes or the R301 or the Flatline one of the more core weapons if they put one of them in the loot box I think a lot of players would be annoyed, and I am frustrated about this Peacekeeper change, but there's not really a lot to do on regards to that. There are some changes, though, but this does also cause some problems in regards to the loot, which we'll discuss in a little bit, just after I finish talking about weapons. Then, alternators, increased mag size was something that was definitely needed. I'm glad that this gun has been buffed, because it's now worth using again if you like the alternators, which I very much indeed like as an early start weapon. I think it's a great beginning weapon to start off with and then swap it for an R99, but I think it's a good starting weapon if you get stuck in a jam and that's the only thing about, or whether it's a Mozambique or whatever, I think that's a good starting weapon to have. Then, the Havoc is still super strong, however, the changes made to it, in my opinion, feels like we're kind of reverting back to an earlier season, which makes me very sad indeed, but that's not the only thing that makes me very sad indeed about reverting back to an earlier season, and that is hop-ups. They've added the skull piercer back for the DMR and Wingman, which which is basically going all the way back to the season one slash season two version of those weapons. And I don't like the skull piercer. I think it's kind of stupid. In my opinion, they did the right thing by removing that and then putting the increased value on the wingman and the longbow. And now we've gone back to skull piercer, which makes no sense. It, Kind of just makes me feel like you want these weapons to be used more. But you don't want to put the effort into actually changing the weapons themselves. They did a great job with buffing them when they took the skull piercer out. And now they've reverted that change. It makes me sad indeed. But that's not my biggest complaint with Season 5. My biggest complaint has got to do with the Precision Choke. And the reason why it's got to do with the Precision Choke is because of the Peacekeeper being rolled into the gold box. So now the Peacekeeper has been rolled into a gold drop weapon, you will now have the Precision Choke, which is only available for a total of one weapon. It only works on one weapon. And what weapon is that? That's the triple take. Well, what is my problem with that? Well, I'll tell you, kind sir or madam. Basically, with that precision choke being in the hop-up loot pool, you are then diluting the hop-up loot pool, which means you're going to find less and less select fires, you're going to find less and less skull because of this hop-up being in there. And this hop-up can only be used on the triple take. What I don't understand personally is why the they didn't make the charge up ability that is currently available on the triple take with the precision choke and the peacekeeper with the precision choke, why they didn't make that an ability of those weapons. It would make those weapons feel different in comparison to the others in their category. You've got the charge rifle, which yes, does have a charge to it, but it's a different type of charge in comparison to the precision choke and the triple take because you can actually still fire at a lower charge with those other weapons. And I think, i like that they should have done that and they should have made it that the fact that these are core perks that are to these weapons and they make them stand out within their categories this would make the triple take a more viable weapon in later games which is something that is definitely needed because it would give more variety to the weapons that are used at end game and if you find a triple take you're not necessarily going to drop it at the first chance you can like you would right now I have a big old problem with the hop ups I think they've messed it up for this season personally hopefully we'll get some fixes to this shortly in the future and maybe they'll take my advice hopefully fingers crossed or maybe i'm seeing into the future and they're already working on it but they haven't done it as of yet but i definitely think that maybe these changes need to come into fruition because they would make these weapons more different in my opinion as well as they would fix the current issue with the hopper pool being diluted by this particular hop up Another point that I'd like to mark out is the gold armor. I really do like these changes. I originally didn't like these changes when the season first went live. However, after using it in a couple of games, I like it very muchly indeed. I think it works out and I think it helps in different situations. It makes the cluster fights harder to actually win out. However, the gold armor is still worth using over the other armors in my opinion. So I've got one final point that I want to discuss, and that is the bugs. Here are the bugs that I have personally run into and have had not-so-fun times with. So we're going to start off with hit registration problems, which they have somewhat fixed now. There is still some issue with hit registration in my opinion, but it is a lot better than what it was on day one. Day one was an absolute cluster fluffer. It was crazy banana pies the other thing that i am actually having problems with is a buzzing noise with audio they have confirmed that this is an actual issue within the game and that they are looking to fixing it but i was kind of worried for a hot minute because i have recently bought astro a50s like a month or two ago and i was worried that my astros were broken already and and i was a little bit frustrated but i'm glad they come out and said that okay it's a game issue it's not a headset issue so wait on that front it is very annoying to hear this buzzing noise it's kind of hard to hear for steps with it going on but at least they're looking into it there. Then we've got disconnects. I'm having disconnects like mad. I have never had a disconnect as bad as what I've had with season 5. I've been disconnecting every three games on ranked mode specifically ranked but luckily enough the reconnect feature is kind of alleviating and circumventing that particular issue however it's still extremely frustrating and it's extremely annoying in my opinion but hopefully we'll get that fixed very shortly and then the final bug that I have personally run into is the treasure pack unlock screen so this treasure pack unlock screen when you get one it pops up and it says you found a treasure pack yay and it gives you a reward or whatnot well now that I've gotten enough to play the first mission which is five treasure packs it is coming up after every single match I get a treasure pack unlock screen that shows up I don't get any extra rewards so it's not really benefiting me in any way there But it's going to continue to come up until I can actually play the mission. And I can't play the mission because of the lockout timer that is on the mission itself. So there's no way to get rid of this constant pop-up all the time. And I won't be able to until another day or two. And maybe this will come up again in the future if I manage to get the treasure packs again for the next mission. Hopefully it does not. Fingers crossed there it doesn't. But it is kind of annoying after every game having to click through an extra screen just for the sake of it because it keeps popping up because of a glitchy glitch it is frustrating but what are you going to do but overall i do like a lot of the changes for season five i like the legend changes they absolutely crush the legend changes each and every time there's a new change to a legend they somehow know exactly what to do however i do feel with the weapon meta that they are kind of stuck and they don't really understand how to change the weapon meta without buffing and nerfing things all the time so i think they're In a position where they're bringing things back from the past just to kind of change things up a little bit. And I'm personally not a fan of it. I don't like the fact that the anvil repeater has been vaulted and that it's non-existent anymore. It seems like a move just to make the assault rifles less good as well as bringing the skull piercer back for the wingman and the longbow seems like a move just to make those weapons better I don't really like those changes hopefully they'll fix it indeed I also hope that maybe we'll get some changes to the precision choke in the future where that will actually be just a core perk on that weapon and it will change that weapon for good and we'll have a nice lovely little change on the triple take and the peacekeeper there the final thing that I also would like to see changed with apex legends is the map rotation I've said this before and I'm I'm going to say it again but I don't understand why map rotation isn't split between duos and trios now that we currently have those modes in place I don't understand why they aren't rotating separately so like trios is going to have king's canyon one day and then that same day then you have will's edge on duos and then swap them vice versa I think it's a good way to make both of those modes healthy and have lots of players split between the two different modes rather than just say hey I'm only playing duos today because I only like duos I don't like trios and then they have to play on the same map that they don't like all the time so hopefully that isn't the case hopefully they do something like that in the future fingers crossed obviously that will be somewhat different and somewhat difficult to do when there's more maps again in rotation however if season 5 has proved anything with apex legends is that they're not willing to introduce a new map just for the sake of introducing a new map so maybe it'll be a while before we actually get a new map anyway so this map rotation system though i'm suggesting would actually work very good now for the somewhat foreseeable future but that is going to be my time for this week's episode of king's canyon radio i am going to be your one and only host my name is ryan or hello ghostly if you're looking for me across the interwebs but as always thank you for listening to this week's episode of this fine apex legends podcast and i will catch you in the next one but as always get ready to drop ghostly out